Today on State Scoop's Priorities podcast from Scoop News Group, how Arizona is maturing its approach to cloud, being a better partner to agencies in West Virginia. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world, and you'll learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. More than a year after cryptocurrency markets crashed, there's evidence that the economic benefits many mayors sought out by encouraging digital currencies in their cities didn't stick. A new report from the Brookings Institution says that the associated startups and jobs that have come to cities because of the crypto booms have not been sustainable. The paper also encourages cities to give emerging technologies a more thorough look before trying to lean on them for economic development. Georgia's IT agency is helping agencies embrace cloud by offering free Amazon Web Services certifications. The certifications are available as part of a collaboration between the agency and the Technical College System of Georgia. Employees can participate in an eight-week hybrid course on cloud. The first cohort of 20 students from more than a dozen agencies graduated in May. California's former chief technology and innovation officer is now the state's CTO, Governor Gavin Newsom announced. Jonathan Porat is stepping into the role. He was previously the state's chief tech and innovation officer, where he oversaw California's digital ID initiative. He was also previously Seattle's technology client engagement manager. Porat takes on the role after the abrupt departure of Suzanne Changas in January. You can find these stories and more at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. After years of embracing and moving toward cloud computing, Arizona is gearing up for the next steps. The state CIO, J.R. Sloan, says his state's embrace of cloud in recent years has brought it to this moment, a moment of maturity. Sloan tells me how Arizona got there and what's next for the state now that cloud is part of its DNA. Well, in Arizona, we're continuing to work on executing our cloud migration strategy, which we've really kind of gotten, uh, I'll say, far enough along in that journey that we're really talking about maturity at this point. So. Um, how do we prove that we're actually getting good at this process and, and being good stewards of the tax dollars that we're spending to support our services in the cloud? Um, and part of that journey is not just the operational assessment, but our, our assessment of our security posture there as well. Uh, we've completed that baseline, which now gives us a place that we can start to look at how do we build on that maturity going forward? And we can continue to assess not just our operational security, but the, the maturity of our data platforms, our people, and then more of the technology we're using going forward. So uh, those are some of the key things that we're in process with, but as I'm looking ahead, uh, we want to continue executing on our legacy modernization projects, all in support of what are we doing around citizen experience, and part of that is going to be identity as well. So let's dive a little deeper in those two items, right? So. Uh, you know, citizen experience, it's, it's a big phrase. There's a lot that falls under that. What does that look like uh, in Arizona? Well, so I think it's all elements of how are we delivering a, an end-to-end experience to our, to our citizens. And, and we say citizen, but we really mean anyone who's consuming state services. So, the, you know, constituents, customers, however you want to phrase that. Uh, but it's how do we provide, you know, more one-stop solutions for them, uh, put them in control of their identity and their data, and making sure that we're uh, leveraging the information that we have to provide a good experience, um, personalized where appropriate, uh, but also then demonstrating privacy and, and concern for you know how we're how we're using that data. And so you, you've mentioned identity a couple of times. It's a huge part of pretty much everybody's digital services journey. It's a huge part of any sort of modernization in, in the 2020s. Uh, where is Arizona in identity and access management? So I think we're, we have some areas where I think we're doing pretty well. And I would say like in our mobile driver's license, um, in our digital driver's license, that's great. 
but that doesn't serve everybody in the state. And so I think that's area where we can really mature. And we need to have that approach that's looking ahead, not just to the traditional, I think, identity methods, but also to like, where's the future going to be and, and what is the right uh, long-term uh, credentialing that is best for citizens. And lastly, you know, you are, as I said, a State Street 50 winner. Uh, what piece of advice do you have for your peers, your, your colleagues, aspiring state CIOs? What, what advice do you have for the next JR? <laughs> so uh, I guess the piece of advice I'd have is like, there's great resources around you in the state community. Uh, for me, NASIO is an amazing resource. Uh, publications like State Tech and you know, others uh, where we're sharing information with each other. Um, I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about uh, state government is that we're not competing with one another. Uh, we're sharing information and really helping one another get better. And I think it's all about relationships. And when you build those relationships and share information, uh, everybody wins. J.R. Sloan, Chief Information Officer for the state of Arizona. You can read more about him and Cloud at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. West Virginia CIO Josh Spence is looking to improve the way the state's IT office works with other agencies at a strategic level. Spence, who stepped into the CIO job last year after the legislature codified the role into law, says he's trying to get a better understanding of agency challenges and then build IT capability to meet those. Spence tells me how he's doing that. We've got uh, some exciting things happening in the state, and we're pressing along to make advancements in technology. And one of the areas that we've been highly focused on is developing and maturing our capabilities uh, to partner with our state agencies at a strategic level, to not just provide those day-to-day IT services, but to be able to dive deeper in understanding the challenges they're facing, the directions they're trying to go, and be able to deliver services that enable the agencies to break away from kind of having to understand the back end of technology, but to be able to press forward and understanding how technology can bring them value, bring them benefit in the services they're trying to deliver. And, and I mean, let's get into the how of that a little bit. I mean, how are you giving agencies that information? How are you helping queue up those decisions and that, that, that education piece of it along the way? Yeah, that's a great question. So part of that is through the relationship management piece where we're really being deliberate in trying to reach out and find the right stakeholders to have those types of conversations with. Um, you definitely have some uh, different stakeholders within the agency. Some are very much focused on the day-to-day, and that's their lane, and that's a very important lane. And then there are those that are more forward-looking, and we want to build trust with them in showing how we can be a partner for them. One of the things that I feel like gets really complicated uh, is, is explaining something like procurement or, or some of these more nuanced and even governance, uh, you know, some of these more nuanced topics to different agencies, to non-technical leaders through the context of IT. How are you navigating that in a place like West Virginia? Yeah, that's a, that is absolutely part of the challenge is how do you be that communicator? I think uh, first and foremost is is make sure that uh, they understand you're there to help them for the day-to-day, right? Um, if they have, if you've built that trust that the day-to-day stuff's being taken care of, then I think you can sit down and start having those conversations. And the way I like to do it is first lean in and understand what their, what their challenges are. And just kind of take that in and try to understand the business a little bit. And then from that part, we can bring back examples of like, well, you know, these are things that we've heard about from other states or other uh, potential use cases that we'd like to dive deeper in. Maybe they apply, maybe they don't. 
Uh, but the, but seeing what other states have done as use cases is sometimes a great way to have that initial conversation. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, with all of that said, modernization is a huge priority for, for most states. Uh, obviously, I'm sure it's a priority in, in West Virginia. How, how are you working to make modernization effective uh, and, and really change the game while you're doing it? Yeah, that's great. So what we want to be able to do is provide that modernization service through what I call a sandbox concept. And what I mean by that is I want to use my team's technical expertise in the market to put the parameters around what we would call a sandbox. And that sandbox would be um, bordered by the enterprise architecture, uh, security standards, governance, and then the, the actual business case that's pushing for modernization. And then within those borders, now the agencies have an ability to understand where they can build and how they can build. Um, and we think by doing that, not only will we have better partnerships with them, but we'll be able to move with more speed. And so, so part of doing that is is being able to understand what you've got already uh, in place and, and, and understand these different projects and, and, and technologies and portfolios that you have across the operation. How are you incorporating that into that sort of sandbox vision? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a key point. You got to know where you're at to know first how you're going to get to where you want to go. And so we are working now to create a capability um, and mature it to maintain that portfolio. It's a challenging part of IT because whether you document the portfolio or not, the application could be built and put into production. So unfortunately, it's one of those areas that'll be, well, we'll come back to that when we have time, but that time never happens. So we're trying to figure out how do we ask for the minimal amount of information to get started and then bake that into the process so that we can collect it as we go so that it's less of a, a piece that gets forgotten. And then we really want to take the data and be able to turn it around to show why it's so important to understand it. Because by understanding that data, not only for one agency, but across the entire portfolio, now we get to see how do we be really strategic as a state so that benefits in one agency can be spread across multiple. Uh, I, last question sort of ties all up here. All of that said, um, how are you, you know, what, what's on the the six month horizon until I see you again in October. What are you trying to get done between now and then? Yeah, so I think uh, on the six month horizon, um, we are after, um, like all states, the cyber grant funding um, that's coming down and we have to get after that. That's a huge opportunity to move the needle forward. So we wanna, we wanna tackle that one quickly. And then I think the other big one would be, um, we had some change in some law recently that opens up uh, and gives us some more tools in the toolbox for procurement. And that's gonna be really helpful. And again, our ability to recognize technology as a market, one of its great strengths is its ability to move with speed. So we wanna be careful, obviously, we wanna move correctly, but we also want to move more nimbly so that we can be responsive to the citizens' needs. Josh Spence, CIO for the state of West Virginia. You can read more about him and collaboration at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. Coming up later this year from StateScoop, the 2023 IT Modernization Summit. This year's virtual summit takes place on September 19th. You'll hear from the top leaders in state and local government, as well as higher education on all things digital transformation. Join Boston CIO Santiago Garces, Baltimore's Director of Digital Services Shelby Switzer, Texas CIO Amanda Crawford, and more than a dozen other top leaders across the community on September 19th for StateScoop's IT Modernization Summit. You can find registration links for the summit in today's show notes and always at statescoop.com. 
You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcast. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people will find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Carlin Fisher helps put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.